listening to Real Conversations and the brightest marketing minds with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. This is Marketing, marketing Unscripted. Unscripted. Well, Chuck, I am really excited today because I've been trying to get my buddy Jim on this show now for six months, and their business is growing at leaps and bounds. The guy is so busy in what he does, and uh, he finally is here. I'm so excited. We've worked together in the past. Jim Cooper, by the way, folks, is the chief marketing officer and partner for Financial Independence Group, which if you don't know who these guys are, you've been under a rock for the last 20 years. But Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to finally be here. Absolutely. (laughs) Welcome back to the studio. So for those out there that aren't familiar with FIG, um, you know, talk about kind of where you guys were when you started and, and really who you are today. Sure. Yeah, so Financial Independence Group is an independent marketing organization, which for those of you that are not aware of what an IMO or independent marketing organization is, we work with independent financial advisors all across the country. So we've got about 8,000 licensed advisors all across the country. We're in all 50 states. If you look at the breakdown of the business, though, there's about a little over 3,000 that'll submit a piece of business with us in a given year. But there's about 500 that comprise 85, 90% of our revenue. So we are laser focused on those 500 top advisors. And we do pretty much everything from A to Z for those advisors, whether it's build their logo, their website, help them with their sales process. I mean, it's A to Z to help that true independent advisor become the best in their area. So... Tell people listening what an IMO, FMO is. Can you, like, what products do you guys offer? Yeah, sure. So if you think of financial services, there's really two roads you could go down, right? You could go the captive career model, work with MetLife, what once was Snoopy or New York Life or whatever it may be. And for that, you get the big name and the brand. We don't play in that space. We play in the independent space. So if I'm Jim Cooper and I start Cooper Financial, I go get my licenses and I'm in business. Once I've talked to my friends and family, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do now, right? Where do I go get product? Who do I talk to? How do I market my business? So we help on all facets of that. So in the independent space, in the IMO space, the carriers that manufacture the product, whether it be annuities, life, long-term care, because what we specialize in at FIG is safe money. So all of those products they actually price in, actuarially speaking, a small margin or spread to compensate the FIGs of the world. That's how we pay the bills and pay our staff and, and so on and so forth. And they do that for a, non, a, a number of reasons, but two biggest reasons is when they come out with a new product, they need to spread the word. So we do that for them. And then once we've spread the word and business is written, there's fires that need putting out. There's questions that people have. So they call us. They can call 1-800 number rather than 70 different carriers and get questions. So we become the one-stop shop for all their product needs, case construction, so on and so forth. So for FMOs out there, and I know you guys have had quite a story in, in where you humble beginnings to today mm-hmm. and who you are today, what's the biggest differentiator between everybody else out there that's an FMO or an IMO versus FIG? Yeah, I think the FIG story is, is special just because you know we were founded in 1976 by our founder, Bill Kane. Uh, it's a family-owned and operated organization. Started in his basement, literally, um, in Asheville. Uh, actually, it started in Greensboro, then moved to Asheville, and then we ended up here in, in the Lake Norman area, right outside of Charlotte. Uh, but we're probably the longest-standing, independently-owned and operated marketing organization in the country, celebrating our 43rd year in business. 
So I've been with the company for about 17 years. When I started, I was the eighth or ninth employee. Our goal that year was to do $100 million in production. I don't think we even hit that. Fast forward the tape to today, 17 years later, 156 employees, and we did $3 billion in production last year. So a lot of growth in a very short period of time. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, some of it's dumb luck just being in the right place at the right time, but a lot of it's a lot of hard work and being very fortunate to surround ourselves with very talented, bright people that are bought into what we're doing. So when you ask, what's the differentiator at FIG? It's really the culture. It's our people. This was started as a small family owned and operated business. You had to know somebody to get the gig. I mean, it was literally, you know, we did no headhunting or marketing. It was basically we were hiring friends and family and that tight knit group of people are still there today. We have very little to no turnover. So everybody there has been there for 17, 18, 20 years. And we've just built on that. And that's, what's really taken us to the next level. So when our clients come into the office, they can, they can sense that the, the buzz, because I feel all too often, you know, people will search a lifetime to find a career and sometimes they never find it. You know, there's just a job to them. They're at punching a clock or whatever it may be. At FIG, 99%, if not 100% of the people, they feel very blessed to have found that career at a very young age. So I think that's different than most organizations, and people can sense that. And I think that's been one of the secrets to our success. So on a, from a marketing standpoint, tell me how you got, what steps have, did you guys go through in order to grow this? Like, what were the aha moments that brought you to where you are today? Yeah, great question. So when I started with FIG, I mean, I, I was brought in to be an annuity marketing consultant. So I was, I was calling independent advisors across the country and asking if they were doing any fixed or indexed annuity business. And if they didn't hang up or yell at me or whatever it may be, um, you know, they, were, they, they didn't give me a whole lot of time because what I was doing was just talking to them about a product. But again, if we're, if we're talking about independent financial advisors, they're all one prospect away from unemployment. And what drives people, right? Fear and greed. So their biggest fear is running out of people to talk to. So we figured out very early on that, yeah, we've got product. It's important. That's how everybody makes money. But we need to be focused, laser focused on how to get these individuals in front and keep them in front of more qualified prospects. So we started being very focused on how to brand them as the trusted advisor in their area. So we figured out the product game. We have the top contracts with everybody from A to Z, so they can't go get a better payout or a better product portfolio offering anywhere else in the country. Once we had that infrastructure built, we started focusing on that very thing that was keeping them up at night. And that's how, how can we brand them? How can we help build their website? How can we help them with their radio shows, their seminars, their television appearances, and so on and so forth to make them better marketers? Because if we can get them in front of more people, then we can coach them. And with, with that, the business will come. So that's been a major focus of ours really for the last 15 years. We've built out, we've built out a vast in-house marketing agency that works with our advisors and helps them with everything from A to Z. And that was a, that was a game changer for us. I want to go back to your, your culture there because I know uh, we're, we're getting ready to update that vis visually on your website right. and, tell, and help tell that story. But what I find fascinating is um, even today and how you've grown, you know, like you said, dumb luck, hard work, <laughs> a combination of the two, but tenure is unheard of 
of tenure of over 18 months to two years in a company today. That might even be a high number. And you have tenure of 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years. So what that tells me is not only do you attract good people, but you keep them happy and you, and you, and you give them an ability to grow within your organization. So talk about that. You know, let's just be self-serving as you continue to grow and you're trying to find the right people. What is like, you know, what are the things that you guys do as leadership to keep people happy on a daily, weekly, monthly basis so that not only are they excited about what you're doing as a company, but they're excited about themselves? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing that, that we try to do is to never get too separated from reality. It, it's real easy as owners of the company. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again where you can sit in your white ivory tower and, you know, there's a, there's a great difference between a boss and a leader, in, in my humble opinion. And we pride ourselves there in the leadership of FIG as being, we've coined the, you know, the phrase player coach, right? So we're in the trenches day in and day out. I'm not going to ask anybody at FIG to do something that I have not already done myself or am not willing to do. So ready, willing, and able to roll up our sleeves and, and try to lead by example, you know, whether it be they need, they need one of us to hop on a phone call with them, they need us to hop on a plane with them and go visit an advisor, whatever it may be, we're in the trenches with them so they can feel that sense of teamwork. Um, you know, I played college, collegiate football, so forgive my meathead analogy here, but, you know, I had a, I had a role as, as you know, the, the rush end defensive end or outside linebacker in, at, in the football team. So if I did my responsibility and the rest of the defense took care of the responsibility, we're going to win the game. But if my nose tackle took a playoff, they're going to gash us up the middle for 99 yards. We're going to lose over and over and over again. So I have never heard anybody in our organization, from our founder to myself to any of my partners, say, you work for me. Everybody works with one another at FIG, and everybody's job truly is equally as important. From the receptionist to our salespeople to our case management department, all the way up to me, the chief bottle water, you know, the chief bottle washer, you know. So, you know, everybody's got a role to do, and if you can buy into that and really understand that keeps people, you know, engaged. It keeps people bought in. They, they don't feel like they're, they're working for the man. They feel like they're a part of a team. The other thing that I'll say is, you know, we, we've got on the sales side especially um, basically no turnover. And it's, it's because we, we have built a company where the sky is the limit. There is no cap. Our, the way our sales individuals are compensated, 95% of their take-home pay and what provides for their family is based off the success of their clients. So when you come on board with FIG, as I said, when I started, I was an annuity marketing consultant. I was calling all every independent financial advisor in the country, literally would sector my day in the morning. This was before wife and kids and any type of real responsibilities. I was a 22-year-old kid and didn't know any better. I was making 250, sometimes 300 dials a day. And my day was segmented in, I'd call the morning, in the East Coast in the morning, and I'd call the West Coast at night. And literally at 8 o'clock at night, me and a bunch of my, my buddies that were working there at FIG, that are still there today, by the way, you know, and, and we all started. And we were ordering pizzas at 8 o'clock at night, calling people in California because we'd catch them on the way home. You know, and the whole, the whole deal there is what the way we've structured FIG is the sky is the limit. 
There is no cap. As many people as you can get to know you, like you, and trust you as independent advisors and ultimately place their business through you, the better it's going to be for you and your immediate family and ultimately the FIG extended family. So it seems like there's not the the expense and the effort to market FIG to other advisors is really not what you guys are pushing out there in the way of ads and things of that nature. It's really you've invested in your culture and your culture is really marketing itself and probably referrals from your current advisors. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, there's a major investment that we've made in, in, into all of our sales individuals and that is the horsepower of FIG. I mean, we do a lot of digital marketing to catch advisors attention, but a lot of what we do is done over the telephone and, you know, a, a lot of hard work where we go out and we visit advisors offices all over the country and we're helping really consult with them on how we've seen other top practices get to the next level and how we can help them be, get better, quite honestly. Honestly. But yeah, we don't do a lot of, uh, you know, marketing and trade publications and magazines and things like that. The, the, the way I feel about it is if the greatest marketing tool that we can have to attract more clients to FIG is if we can make FIG a place that nobody ever wants to leave. Well, then what happens? They're going to, number one, not only leave, so you've got a great retention there, but they're going to tell everybody about how great that organization is that they work with. And that's the quickest way to grow. That becomes the biggest marketing tool you could ever have, because to your point, you know, then everybody is coming in and it's a warm and fuzzy. It's more of a referral. So we work really, really hard to make sure that we keep a great name in our industry. Um, and, and to me, that is probably the most important thing. So go back to uh, more of the products that you offer. Um, and you talked about building out an in-house agency. Because mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, you, you get a new financial advisor, starts his own business or her own business, and they're licensed. And they're smart to advise their clients on how to retire, how to, how to protect their assets. But you guys really give them the blueprint to to build a successful business. So break that down for me a little bit more because you give them the marketing tools, you give them the, 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 the sales tools, but what else do you guys do for those, um, those new business owners or those financial advisors that are now trying to actually have a business, have a brand, have a name locally in their market? Can you go a little deeper on that? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, above and beyond the, 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 the product and the case construction and, and all the things that we do from, you know, in the back office support that we provide to, to make that independent advisors easier, you know, the industry has evolved. Then we built out the, the marketing department to help them with the web development and the, the, the workshops and the radio shows, seminars, and so on and so forth. So once we got that out, you know, really underneath our, 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 we got our feet underneath us there, we decided, okay, well, what's next? And, you know, I, I, I would say the, the two best places we always get our, our greatest ideas are from our staff and from our clients. So what we do is when we go out as leaders of, of FIG, we listen to the challenges that advisors are having. Because chances are, if you're having them, so are the other 3,000 of our advisors across the country, right? So um, we've, we've really taken 
uh, a huge or made a huge investment in a lot of different resources that advisors can plug into. So yeah, it starts with the back office and then the marketing. But then what we realized very early on as well is we had a lot of great salespeople, but all too often not the best business people. So we sought out the best of the best in the country and we, we acquired a firm that came in and would consult with advisors as a true business consultant. So what we do is we basically parachute them into their office. They spend three days in that office. They flip the practice upside down. They look at operations. They look at, you know, marketing. They look at staff. They interview the principal of the firm and everybody that's a member of that firm. And then they provide a summation. We call it a 2020 due summation. It's anywhere from a 10 to 40 page report, depending on how ugly it is. And quite honestly, what that report does is it gives you the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This consultant comes in, they're an outside, you know, look at this firm and they go deep and they're telling you what you need to do and work on to make it a better business. So we've, we've put that in play. And I'd say our top hundred to 125 shops across the country tremendous feedback. It's really taken people to the next level and it's given us an insight into their practices that we otherwise never would have had before. So the business consulting was a big thing to really help them be better business people from there. In our business, like probably any business, there's a chronic problem. You know, no one's doing much about continuity and succession planning. And, and with financial advisors, the, the, you know, those captive career models, they're not bringing in the young bucks like they once did and training them up. If you look at our agent base, most of them started at New York Life or MetLife or MassMutual. And then they decided to go independent, you know, as they, got, as they aged into the business. But they got great training there. I'm not saying they're not doing it at all, but they're not doing it like they once did. And so you've got this, in, this interesting dynamic where I joke all the time, I feel like FIG all too often is the eHarmony.com of financial services. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you've got a young buck that's calling me up and they're saying, hey, hey, Jim, you know, is there anybody maybe I could go under their wing and learn from? Because I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm getting out marketed by the guy down the street, hang up that phone call. And literally, I have another guy that's been doing business with me for, you know, 17 years now. And he's like, you know, anybody wants to buy my firm? Because I mean, I know I'm not ready to leave today, but I know things are coming to an end. So continuity and succession is a real problem in the financial services business. So what did we do? We went out and we offered a solution to that. We built out an offering called Next, no pun intended. What are you going to do next, right? So it's a 12-step process. We help advisors, no matter where you are in your career, where you are in that paradigm, if you're looking to acquire or you're looking to sell, we can help you. We can help you value your firm. We can help put together the buy-sell agreements. We can go get, we can go get lending because conventional lending typically doesn't work for transactions like that because most people aren't ready to sell today. If I'm the rainmaker, maybe I want to... I know I need to slow down and maybe I'll completely transition out in five, 10, 15 years. So you got to get creative with that. So it's a 12 step process, which has been, which has been really cool to see. Um, you know, so that's something else that we provide in continuity and succession. I'd say the second thing though, um, that we saw in a lot of those surge visits and the reports that we always knew in the back of our mind is when you look at independent financial advisors, another major problem they're having is staffing as they look to grow how are they going to grow? How are you going to bring the right people in? And I've seen this movie so many times where an advisor, you know, they think they need, you know, a junior advisor, but what they really need is a paraplanner. They think they need an assistant, but what they really need is a director of marketing. So what do they do? 
they go out to the local headhunting firm who's working with the likes of Bank of America and the local grocery chain and everything like that that doesn't know a thing about their business, and they give them a job description. And no offense to these organizations, that's their business. What they do is they go out and they find people that fit that job description. But in all reality, and they collect a fee for finding that person once they're hired. In all reality, they kind of want that person not to work out. So then the advisor has to come back to them in nine months and pay them another fee. So the advisor just continues to spin their wheels. So what we decided to do is we brought that in-house. We brought a full-service FIG Talent Solutions division. So we have our consultant go in, consult with the you know that firm. They look at everything. They're helping with the continuity and succession. We're helping them with their marketing plans and building out a calendar so we know where they are for 365 days of the year. But then as they're looking to hire people, we make sure that that job description is the right one and it's the right person that they're going to need to hire. And then we go out and find it for them for way cheaper than what they would pay a local headhunting firm to find it. And what we're seeing is we're not having those issues. It's not perfect. It's not nothing's perfect, right? It's not 100% of the time. But guess what? If that person doesn't work out, which is rare, but if that person doesn't work out, we're right there waiting to just replace that person because we know what it is that they're looking for because we help them through it. So where is everything going in the way of marketing, you guys helping uh, market agents and advisors. I know that you know seminars used to be really big and probably still are, referrals, networking, but what is the cutting edge now in 2019? Where are things going? Yeah, it's, it's digital. I mean, you know, we're, we're laser focused there, filling workshops digitally. Um, and, and really when it comes to marketing, uh, it, it, everything needs to correlate. You know, what we see all too often is an advisor is going to go out and they're going to try to build the cheapest website they possibly can. And you can get some done nowadays that look great, you know, but what's really behind that website is, is the difference maker. And, and then what are you doing with, with all of the, the marketing that you're doing? Like with your workshops, most advisors are flying by the seat of their pants. They do another seminar and they run out of people to talk to. So what we do, we have, a, we have a role at FIG on our sales teams. One of the roles on that team is a true marketing consultant. And what they do is they consult with all of our financial advisors across the country on all things marketing. So what I mean by that, with our top advisors, we know exactly when every one of their workshops are, when their radio show is, when their television show is. We built their website. We know exactly what time it is on what's going on with their marketing. In fact, we have a tool. There's an FIG app where advisors can log on to uh, through our portal, and we can actually show them real time um, you know, how many leads they got today. Um, you know, with lead score capabilities on building out their websites correctly. So everything we're doing, we're driving them to a website. So really, you guys are the ecosystem. So once someone comes in and they're an advisor and they buy in and they like this relationship, they're inside this uh, FIG ecosystem. And then from that data that you're, that feedback and that internal data that you guys are getting because they're using the system you can tweak that system at any time in order to make it better for all advisors so it that's it's very data driven when you just when you get rid of the qualitative part of it you can really take that data and do a lot with it it's all about the data i mean that that we talk about that 
time and time again at all of our events. And we do a lot of events throughout the year for advisors to come. You know, we have affinity group opportunities and, and where they can come and share best practices. And we're always peppering in a lot of FIG things, but we're always talking about data. We're always talking about, are you truly running your business overall, but also from a marketing standpoint, I, what I want to be able to do with every one of my clients, and most advisors can't do this, I want to do an annual review just like a financial advisor would do with their client, with my client as an advisor. And I want to be able to look at all of the things that you did from a marketing standpoint. And I want to be able to tell you how many leads that we generated for you. Then I want to be able to tell you what the ROI was on all of those marketing campaigns. And those are the things that those marketing consultants inside of Financial Independence Group, that's what they do. We don't just build out a plan to give people structure. There's way more to it. It's way deeper than that. It's so we can actually pull up at the end of the year and show them what the year that was really looked like from a marketing standpoint. What do they need to do more of and what do they need to do less of? Because in our industry, I feel like all too often it's a race to a leaderboard based off production. So what we I mean, what good is you, you, we've all heard the old adage. It's not about what you make. It's what you keep. Right. So if I did 60 million dollars of production in a year, but I really brought home, you know, not next to nothing because my staff and my marketing and everything was out of whack. What was the point in that exercise other than you probably drove yourself into the ground and, you know, were, were really tired that year? But if you could do 50, 60 million dollars a year and you were really working smarter and you were keeping tabs or had somebody like we offer at FIG keeping tabs on your marketing, it could show you the true value of what you're investing in. Well, then your chances are much greater to actually bring more home and be able to provide more for your family. So what is the, you know, 17 years now, and I'd love to hear the passion in your, in your business and uh, the success you guys have, have achieved, but what gets you excited looking ahead 20 years from now where you're sitting today as a CMO partner, where you started into where, what the next 20 years looks like? Yeah, I mean, I think you can tell a lot. I'm very pretty excited about a lot. But I mean, I, I think that if you look at just the, the aging demographics of our country and, and where we are, the core business of FIG, as I said earlier, being safe money investments and annuities, life and long-term care, there are more people looking for what it is that we're providing at the end of the day than ever before in the history of our country. So we got that going for us. I also would say that uh, innovation with, with technology and a lot of the product development that's going on out there, what we're going to be able to offer our clients today and into tomorrow is super exciting. I'm blessed and fortunate to sit on um, a lot of boards with major insurance carriers across the country. And um, I have an inside look at things that are being worked on that uh, are just super cool product offerings that quite frankly, no one's ever seen before. So I think the thing that I'm most excited about is just I feel very passionately that there has never been a better time to be in this business. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I think that separates FIG and, and really to your, to your question, what I get so excited about is to, to feel the, the, the opportunity that we, we, you know, to feel blessed that at FIG at such a young age that we've found a true career. Like I can honestly say that if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would still do this. I might play a little more golf, but um, I, you know, it still would, would come in pretty much every day. And there's a reason for that. I, I feel like 
we are in just such an awesome industry where you have the opportunity to have or make a profound impact on so many people across the country because what you're doing is you're talking to them or you're helping them protect their nest egg and make sure that they can retire safely and securely and quite frankly sleep you know sleep well at night so you know i feel that there's a there's an unbelievable opportunity to, to, to be able to go out and, and help people. At the end of the day, if you're able to help as many families as possible and make a decent living doing it and have a good time doing it, working with your friends and family and build great relationships, I mean, that's living the dream, right? Absolutely. One last question for you, Jim. So if you could offer some advice to the, uh, the people getting out of school today, and because uh, you're in a position where you probably interview and hire a lot and you have directors under doing the same thing. What kind of advice can you offer to the, the, the brand new people trying to get into the workforce to uh, just put a better foot forward? I think the, uh, the, the biggest thing that, that I would offer is, you know, you got to be willing to work. I mean, you know, you can you can't you can't go to school for it. You can't really you can't fake it. You've got to understand that if you're stepping out, in my opinion, into any industry, you've got to be willing to to put forth the effort and and not take shortcuts and and say, look, I know that I'm going to have to put in my time. I have to really work my tail off in order to get to where I ultimately want to go. There are no handouts in this world. Nothing is given to anybody. And you've got to go out there and get it. And I think that in a lot of the interviews that I sit in, you know, it's it becomes very apparent very quickly uh, for some some of the people that when it doesn't always whether they're they're young or, you know, they've been in the professional workforce at time uh, for a time, you can quickly tell if they've got that gift. So, I mean, find something that you are passionate about, that you love to do, because life is too darn short. And if you love something and you're passionate about it, you just can't help but be really, really good at it. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice I could get some give somebody is, you know, just find that thing that you you've always liked to do, whether it's talking to people or, you know, leading people or you know, being an actuary or whatever it may be, find that one thing. And if you can really hold on to that and make that your profession, you're going to have a great, great career. Jim, thanks so much for spending time with us today. It's really enjoyable learning more about the history of FIG. Uh, For those that want to contact your organization to learn more, what's the best way to reach out? You can check out our website at figmarketing.com or you can call us uh, 800-527-1155 anytime. So, Jonathan, I really greatly appreciate us finally being able to get together, man. This has been this has been a lot of fun and I appreciate you having me here. Thank you. Absolutely. 